Hello again, and welcome to Faith, Family, and Politics. I'm your host, Joshua Cummins. We're going to have a really big program today. <laughs> Thanks, Louie. That's my friend, Louie Rodriguez. He's uh, joining us once again here in the studio. Thanks for joining us, Louie. Thank you for having me. And then uh, over here to my left, you know him, you love him, our resident heathen, host of Laughing Libertarian, Alan McFarlane. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. Um, so the softer side this week, joining Faith, Family, and Politics and bringing the message is Yvonne Metcalf. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right. So uh, what is your uh, title this week? And uh, yeah. Prayer changes things. Prayer changes things. I like it. I like it. Sounds good. And uh, if you'd like, you can go ahead and lead us in prayer, and we'll get right into it. All right. Very good. <clears throat> Dear Lord, thank you for this time. Thank you for this format. Uh, thank you for prayer, that we can talk to you. And um, thank you for your word where you give us answers. And uh, just uh, speak truth through this program today, I pray. I pray that you would give us wisdom and grace and knowledge and help us to have a good time. But I pray that it would be helpful as well. I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. All right. So prayer does change things, not maybe in the way that you think. Uh, so I have a couple questions here. That's how I kind of set it up to make it easier for me, and hopefully it'll be all right for you too. Absolutely. Okay, so the first question is, how do you pray? You want to feel and I'll one? go ahead and start with, I think I'll start with you. You're hosting. <laughs> all right, yeah, so certainly. So um, I was talking, with this, uh, talking about this with Alan yesterday, actually, and I have uh, two different ways that I pray because um, we've touched on, well, you and I in, in conversation have touched on like praying without ceasing. So that would be the informal prayer that I do. And, that, and that's all day. And that's just kind of talking to God really more so than either asking for things or being thankful for things. It's just talking to God. And then um, there's the formal prayer. And the way I approach it is I always start off with uh, God or Abba because Abba is Father. Um, and then I thank him for things first as much as I can think of. <laughs> usually, um, and those are usually either morning or night or both. Um, and then uh, then I usually ask for things, um, both locally and globally, if I can remember everything. Sometimes, you know, at night or in the morning, you're a little bit too groggy or sleepy, but I try to get there, and then I or close it. Or time crunch. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and, and then I close everything up with, uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Mm-hmm. Very good, okay. All right, uh, how about you, Louis? Well, I I pray out loud to God and tell Him what I think. Thank Him for the day and and um, hope that uh, the world is better and let the people in Ukraine stop the war soon. And and I pray for everybody that might be sick that He makes them better and makes my mother better and. All my friends, and um, and then I tell them, you know, I tell them I'm sorry for if I made, did any sins or anything like that, and I ask them to forgive me and hope my day goes good. That's wonderful. Yeah, I like that, Louie. Thank you. That was good. All right, what about you, Alan? Oh, you remember my name. I thought maybe you skipped me because you forgot my name. I was no. like, hey, she just skipped me because she forgot my name. Can't forget your name. <laughs> You're way too loud. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. So 
I mean, I don't... Flamboyant form- might be the word. Okay. Oh. <laughs> are, you, are you throwing Liberace vibes at me? He's not working for Disney. So I'm saying, I'm like, I'm applying for a Disney job. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> uh, I don't formally prayer. Uh, I pray. I pray. Why do I say prayer? Yeah. Words, hard, whatever. Uh, so, I mean, I pray for people when they have things going on. That's just kind of throw a prayer up there and let everybody know, hey, you know. So if your sister's sick or something or whatever's going on. Oh, but somebody that close to me, no, they're on their own. But, I mean, (laughs) um, no, I mean, like for my friends and things like that and the the family I've created as family. (laughs) No, really, though, I do care about people and I throw up a prayer for that. But generally, if I talk to God for myself, honestly, it's really just me looking up at the sky going, really? Really? (laughs) This is what this is? That really isn't much of me praying, just me going, huh? Is that really what's going on? Wondering what he's doing, <laughs> which a lot of us wonder what he's doing because a lot of us don't understand what he's doing. Like he created everything and he knows everything. And so when he's doing stuff, sometimes I don't understand it either. I'm like, really? I do the same thing. So Right. I don't but, feel like I'm being punished. I'm much just like, okay, I mean, I joke with everybody. I feel like you're joking with me right now. And I think God's got the big picture, right? He's got the pull. He's pulled back on everything. He can see everything from the macro. Yeah, we only see everything in the micro. Right. So I'm going to go ahead and throw out scripture, too, because that's where I go um, as a Christian. I just, you know, I lean on that heavily. And it tells us, actually, in Matthew chapter 6, uh, verse 9 through 13, the Lord's Prayer, because his disciples came to him and said, so how are we supposed to pray? And if you're going to ask somebody how to pray, you should ask the Son of God. He can probably tell you how you should pray. Right. Right. (laughs) And so they did. And he gave them the Lord's Prayer, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive those who uh, trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And that covers really everything because we can ask for what we need. We can pray that his will would be done. You know, we give him praise. It covers everything. It starts out with our father because he loves us and he wants to hear from us as his children. Absolutely. So that's how I pray. And then the praying without ceasing, that's another verse in Thessalonians that just tells us to pray without ceasing. Of course, you can't sit here and mumble all day <laughs> at work with everything that you're doing or bow your head, walk around like this. I mean, you know, the monks used to do it, but that was a job. Not not practical <laughs> for most of us. So when you pray without ceasing, it's more of a thought prayer, you know, and you can constantly be praying whatever's going on, you know, if there's something going wrong or if you run across somebody that has a problem or if you have a problem, you can just kind of say, or if you want to thank him for something, wow, what a beautiful sunset, whatever, you know, you can do that too, or thank you, I got the promotion or whatever, you know, or you can say, dear God, please be with my grandma, she's really sick, you know, I don't know what to do, please help the doctors, you know, and he will. He listens. He wants to hear from us. So uh, praying without ceasing, that's what I do. I just talk to him, and it's very informal. (laughs) And sometimes it's just help (laughs) because sometimes I just need help, and I'm not quite sure what kind of help I need, but I know that he knows. So oh, when we're sitting with Alan, it's like, give me strength to get through yeah. this. Now. Right, well, I mean, right, I was right. just, I, I was personally thinking like, there's a big difference in prayer when you're saying, God, please be with my grandma and not God, 
bring grandma to you. <laughs> There's a big difference in those two pairs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Depends on the demeanor of grandma. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sterling. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Okay, so uh, when is your prayer time? We kind of talked about that. Do you have a set time that you pray? Louie, did you say something about that? Whenever I get up. When you get up in the morning? See, that's what about you, uh, Alan? Do you pray regular or just whenever the thought occurs to you? I mean, I just love the fact that you said whenever you get up, like that really pointed out that you're retired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like if I, I was to say it, I'd be like, mm, 6.30 in the morning. Like, he's like, huh? That I was just imitating you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> what, what was there to imitate? And I missed yeah. it. Oh. No, there isn't a set time for me to pray. I mean, like I said, it really just comes down to it's, it's situational. I mean, I definitely don't do it every day. Right. Okay. So this is what happened to me. I didn't do it every day either, even as a Christian, but I had a good sales director in Mary Kay and she's also a pastor's wife. And so she challenged us to get up at five in the morning and start our day that way with prayer. And so that really got me started with praying in the morning every day. And so I do that. And then I also do a thank you. In addition to that, when I'm driving out of the garage, just anything random. And I start with a list and most of the time I'm thanking him for his grace and salvation and, you know, things like that, you know, things that I thank him for all the time. But, you know, it can be random things like the trees or whatever, the rain sometimes. You know, just there's so many things to be thankful for. I mean, if you stop and think about it, there's that old song, Count Your Blessings. If you start counting all the blessings that he's given us, he's really given us a lot. Yeah. So I never run out of things to be thankful for. So... That's how I started doing the, the prayer time, and then I also have a, a prayer group that I'm part of that I can talk about a little bit later, I think, maybe. Yeah, yeah, so. certainly, if you want to plug something, for sure, yeah. Okay. Okay, so. You know, Louie, you said you, you pray first thing in the morning. Yes, and, in the morning, and, and the first thing I say, God, you gave me another day. Another day. <laughs> yeah. Wow, thank you. <laughs> So, okay. Yeah, but it's a good way to start your day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Best part it of waking makes, up. It makes everything different. Gives you a different focus. Like you could come in to work thinking about all the problems, or you could come into work saying, "You know what? God gave me another day." Exactly. So. Okay. So. So along those lines, uh, when the kids were little, that's what I was going to say. When the kids were little, I didn't have time in the morning to pray. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was craziness (laughs) trying to get everybody ready, three children. Um, So we would pray at bedtime, read their favorite story, get a drink, go to the bathroom, favorite story 50 times. (laughs) (laughs) That's the way it goes. That's the way that goes. But we did have prayer in the evening with the kids. And so I think they learned that by example and by, you know, seeing prayers answered. And that gave them the, the courage to do it when they got got older so uh along those lines i don't know how would you teach do you have children by the way no i don't have any children but i'm I'm an uncle several times over okay yeah alan's uh, a father and louis a father okay so how would you all teach your kids to pray oh go see your mother go see your mother (laughs) (laughs) actually the that was the thing um her mom actually went to church and everything and she she asked me when Riley was three, four, 
if I would mind if she went to like a Christian daycare and things, I'm like, I don't care at all. I, I have no problem with any kind of religion. So definitely, you know, I would love those values, those morals to be instilled in our daughter. So definitely. Yeah. But for me, not so much. What about you, Louie? <clears throat> well, I was going through a lot when I was young. So I never taught my kids to pray. And by the time I started realizing about prayers, they were out of my life. So I never taught them. Yeah, well, sometimes, sometimes the time gets away. Hopefully they'll watch this episode and they'll learn. Yeah. And it's I never, so. too, it's never too late. Honestly, if you're on this side of the grave, it's never too late. So that's an encouragement too. Very possibly. Yes. And you know what? Prayer changes things. So pray for them. I pray every day for them. Yep. Every day. And I don't God? know if it helps, but I pray. Oh yeah, it helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I know that you pray for me. I pray for all yeah, of you. Because, I, I, yeah, we, I think we we pray for each other, with each other. <laughs> we're praying for each other with each other because we were on the phone yesterday, and uh, Louie and I were having a discussion, and, and uh, uh, we're, we've been friends a long time, and uh, yeah, we got into a little bit of a yeah, as just friends do sometimes, we get in a little bit of a uh, a conversation that wasn't so uh, so nice, and then we circled back to to nice because. We worked it out. We were able to yes. kind of pray about it and talk about it, and yeah, we were able to. But he, <laughs> but he told me to ask questions. Yeah, I did. Tell, I told him to ask questions. <laughs> I told him he was like, I want. He didn't like it a little <laughs> bit too much. <laughs> well, I have to rule with an iron fist, but yeah, I, I do. Um, that's something that I I brought up to Louie some time ago. Is like I want to be questioned because anything um, worth its weight. Um, can stand can, to some questioning. Can be questioned. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Sure. And the reason I question is because I want to make sure that what we talked about the last time, I forgot most of the stuff, so I thought I'd bring it up later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. You could say we circle back. Yes. <laughs> Why not? Jim one, Soggy one, does it. One all more circle the time. back and I'm quitting. <laughs> Oh boy, <laughs> it's gonna be a long show. <laughs> no commies at this table, so we're good. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so I've, I've gone back to speaking of circling back. We'll just go right back to scripture again. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <I'll> go. Okay. <laughs> He's done already. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, this is Deuteronomy Old Testament. It's talking about all the rules and laws for the children of Israel, and it's talking to them about teaching their children the things that you were taught. And uh, when you're rising up, when you're sitting down, and it's talking about doing life, you know. So when you when you see a homeless person or when your grandmother is sick, then you can say to your kids, you know, let's pray about this. Or when maybe you don't have enough money or, you know, you're wondering where your next meal is going to come from, then you can say, let's pray about this. You know, there were some tough times for us when we were first married and our, we had small children and I was trying to do a, a weekly budget $20 a week to feed five people. And, uh, you know, Cubs is good, and uh, there's Hamburger Helper, and there's uh, Hamburger was a lot cheaper back then, and Tuna Helper and hot dogs and macaroni and cheese. We ate a lot of, uh, you know, that kind of thing. And there was one time where I didn't know where it was coming from, and I said, all right, we're praying. Lord, help us. We need you. I need to give these kids something, please. And uh, his mother, out of the blue, just came out, oh, yeah, bought one, got one free. Here you go, two sacks of groceries. 
thank you. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, really, thank you. So, I mean, she, she, she did that randomly, but she didn't know at that time, but just God answered prayer. And I really believe that. And so, you know, that taught them a lesson and taught me a lesson too. believe in him and trust him and he'll take care of it. Absolutely. I know where you're coming from because I was poor, but I had 10 kids. And every time it was dinner time, breakfast time, I say, kids, today we're going to have ham. Oh, good. Dinner time. Kids, some more ham. No, Dad, we're tired of eating ham. I say, we're too poor. We can't afford anything else right now. But I guess my wife made it easy when she left. (laughs) 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 I didn't have to worry about it anymore. But now that I got better and more financial, I try to help them out a lot. But I get they didn't accept it because they blame me for the breakup with my mom, me and my wife. But what what could I do? That's part of life and happen, and I hope they're doing well now. Probably eating better meals. <laughs> Definitely not any ham. <laughs> no. Probably not ham. Just avoiding yeah. ham. Well, well, really, it, it was spam. Okay. okay. And, and, Fancy and ham. Canned ham. Sp- yeah, canned ham. <laughs> no good stuff. And, and, and um, bologna. <laughs> Hey, Spam is good fried, man. I'm telling it you. It sure is. I'm telling you the <laughs> truth. Sorry, I'm a, I'm a fan. Okay. You're a Spam fan? <laughs> That's fair. Oh, my goodness. I'll send Here you some in the email. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I totally lost um. it. Where was I? Okay. Just like give, give him on a chance to check, catch your breath here. <laughs> okay, so... Um, what does God want us to talk to him about, and why does he want us to talk to him? Ever thought about those things? So what do you think? We kind of covered some things. Food, grandma. Well, God, he likes us to pray to him, but he also don't like us to ask things like for money and stuff like that. All you could do is tell him how much you care about others, how much you want others to be better. And you could ask him, you know, if he could make things a little better for you. But a lot of people take prayers and they think that I want I want God, I want you to make me rich or I want you to give me a lot of money. It ain't going to work like that, you know. You no, gotta, he doesn't want us to ask for things that are out of his will. So if it's right. not his will for you to have a lot of money and he knows you're not going to use it right, then he's not going to give it to you. And also you, he sees that you're not really into, in, into what he is, showing your love to him, or you care about money. Mm-hmm. The love of money is the root of all evil. It yes. says that in the Bible. It really does. And it's true. It causes a lot of problems. Money is not evil. You can have money. It's a tool. Abraham was rich. You could use it for good or bad. Right. He was a good person. And there are people, philanthropists even now, who use their money for good. You know, a lot of people give to Samaritan's Purse or whatever, you know, any kind of, you know, donate to 
goodwill. I don't know. A lot of different causes, which is not bad. But other people use their money to just, you know, buy more and more things for themselves. And it's a never-ending cycle. The more things you buy, the more things you want. And God knows that, and he's a good father, and he says, no, I don't want to give you that because you don't need it. You know, just like we do with our children. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Okay. Um, Philippians tells us, going back to the Bible. I'm sorry, Josh. Anything you want to add? No. <laughs> you wrapped it up Alan? rather nicely. I mean, it's already wrapped up. I was going to yeah. say, you know, God wants to hear from us for quality control reasons. I mean, you know, he wants to know how to better the design the next generation. Okay, <laughs> 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 like, hey, uh, could you just make a couple tweaks here? I'm seeing some problems down here. <laughs> we need more bad eggs to go down the chute. <laughs> That's a Willy Wonka reference. Yeah, Sorry. I, I caught it right away. I'm old enough for that program. <laughs> Ouch. You're, you're welcome, Alan. Here I go again. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, we got to have humor, right? He made some people that way. That's yes. good. Okay. Um, so... So he wants to talk to us. Okay, so Philippians 4, it's actually 6 and 7. Okay. I corrected that in the text. It is, uh, be careful for nothing but in everything with prayer and supplication, mm-hmm. bring your request to God. And um, I really need to look that up so I can quote it right. Hold on just a minute. Let me do that real quick. Because my Bible app on my phone. Okay. Is this the part where we talk, when we talk amongst ourselves? Yes. Yes, it is. It was the time. It was a place. <laughs> Long ago. In the future. Say it was the person. It was, it the, was person. the person. There you go. It was the person. All right. Oh, she's got the phone. She's, she's going at it. it right now. She found I'm it. there. Almost. Hold on. Continue. Carry on. <laughs> Where are we? Carry on. Okay. So be careful. <laughs> be careful for nothing. <laughs> but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So he wants to hear about everything. Your cat that died. I used to teach Sunday school, and the kids would say the most random things. You know, I mean, but it's okay. He cares about what we care about. It's like we care about what our kids care about. I hurt my finger. Okay, we're sorry. (laughs) You know, your child comes to you like that. It's not a big deal. But it's a big deal to them. Yeah, I got got to imagine. I know how God feels sometimes because sometimes I think we go to Him some, with some real nonsense. With some but yeah, and I I did a lot of youth program uh, stuff over the years uh, with my parents' church, and a lot of those kids they come up to you and they they would t- they would start a story with you, and it didn't make any sense, and you couldn't put two and two together if, if you tried. But you're just like, yeah, absolutely, and you act like you're interested, mm-hmm. you pretend. And then they're absolutely happy with that. And, and it's all good. <laughs> but I know that that's how God feels with us sometimes. Makes them feel better, yeah. yeah. He cares about us and he knows us. He, he made us so he knows exactly what we need and when we need it. Sometimes even when we can't say what we need. So there's that too. The prayers, the Holy Spirit just makes for us. So I'm just happy God doesn't, you know, doesn't parent the way I parented. <laughs> like if my child came up was like, oh my gosh, I hurt my finger. I'd be like, it's cool. You can live with nine. Let's take it off. <laughs> oh just, my goodness. But that says right there, like, can you live without that finger? 
Oh, then it's not that big of a deal. You're okay. <laughs> and, and you've met my child. Yeah. <coughs> she's a very logical child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably with a sense of humor, too. Yeah, okay. yeah. she's definitely. <laughs> poor, poor child. <laughs> definitely his daughter. Can't, she can't okay. deny it. She, she, got the, she got that from her dad, right? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> He's hanging his head. He's like, no, well, I should have done better. <laughs> I should have okay. done better. Okay. Like you did a great job, Alan. We're actually not Shucks. perfect, but we can improve. It's the first time I've heard that, too. <laughs> <laughs> There's no more improvements to be made. Alan did it perfectly. I thought I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. It helps bringing her here. It does help bringing her to this house. So, yeah. It does. Yeah. It does. How old is your daughter? She's 11. Okay. So, so about the same age as Sterling's daughter. So just about at the age where they become impossible. Yes. Right. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's a growing experience is what it is. Everybody a goes through it. A phase. A phase. And she's finally hit an yeah. age where she actually thinks that she might know something that I don't know. <laughs> I'm oh. like, oh, oh, child. <laughs> you sound like Wolfie Goldberg there for a second. Oh, child. <laughs> oh, child. You go through that too. Huh? So you were saying uh, your next uh, Okay, next yes. question. Okay, here we go. Okay, so what does he want us to talk about and why? We read Philippians, Romans, talks about Abba, Father, Father, how we can talk to him in that way. Um, So how does prayer change things, to wrap it up? How do you think it changes things? Louis, go with you first. Why do I always got to go first? Because you've had a lot of really big, amazing changes in your life just recently due to prayer. You're a wise sage. Yes, he brings the wisdom to the table. Oh. As we talked about when Sterling brought the message. How was that again? Could you repeat that? Oh, how does prayer change things? I don't know. It never changed anything for me. Oh, come on now. What? Well, <laughs> let's just throw our hands up in the air. You can give up now, Alan. We can walk away from this one. I pray. Oh, I'm in this one. <laughs> I always prayed for my kids to change their ways, and it haven't happened yet. And they they do a lot of bad things, and I wish they would change and change their life. And I'm hoping that one day God would do that for me, change them, make them better, and um, maybe grow up someday. And um, it, well, it did change my life a little bit compared to when I was poor to now. I'm not rich, but I'm I'm better off now. And I always ask them, you know, I hope things go better for me. And and it did. It changed. It okay, changed me. so let me ask this. When God answers prayer, well, I'll just maybe say this. Can he say like we say yes, no, or wait? Well, everything never comes fast. Everything comes slow comes at his time yeah sometimes it's great but what I, where i was going with that louis with talking about you and going through a big change is because not that long ago we were in my living room oh yeah man. remember and we've talked about this on previous episodes where louis accepted jesus christ as his lord and savior right there in my living room not that long ago and i've been a, around a lot of people when they accepted christ um and been there for, for that sincere moment but that day I could physically feel the weight lift off of him. 
that was in the room. We all cried because we were, it was so, such an emotional afternoon. And I felt like an electric vibe came right through me that day. It changed my life that day, too. Some would say that's the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, uh, it, and ever since then, we've had a different Louis. I mean, he's always been a good man that, since I've known him. But this um, more happy-go-lucky, more like, you know, it just it just a, dif- a different demeanor for him and a, on a general. Peaceful. Yeah, more peaceful, yes. Definitely easier going um, because we're, me and him are both combative type people uh, and, and uh, we can uh, get ourselves in hot water real quickly. Um, but I, I've noticed that that big change in, in, in Louis since he's accepted Jesus. It's been amazing. It's been a, a big change. It's a prayer that changed things for the better. Yes, I used to have a lot of problems, and I used to take it out of anger on others. And now I try to use my head a little more. And ever since then that I saw God with Josh, I've been a lot more peaceful. Sometimes I do lose it. You know, but not as bad as I used to do it. You're still human, yeah. right? <laughs> it's going to happen. Right. That's a good thing, though. That's the that's the main prayer right there. Whosoever shall mm-hmm. call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. With the heart, man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made to salvation, and anyone can do that. And that's totally. why Jesus came, you know, because we couldn't do it ourselves. And I'm going to go ahead and go through that. Mm-hmm. Romans 3.23, all have sinned. Anybody know anybody that hasn't done anything wrong? <laughs> Sorry, I don't know anybody like that. So yeah. God is perfect. and um, Nice to meet you. Oh, nice <laughs> to meet you. <laughs> I forgot Alan here. Okay, sorry, God. It, ah, there's so one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> for those listening on audio, I made a tally mark for Alan. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Okay. <laughs> no, all joking aside, you know, we've all mess something up at some point, you know. And uh, so that's why he gives us that out. And uh, and the only way we can get out, you know, uh, John 14, 6 says, uh, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes through the Father but by me. And so he was either telling the truth or lying, and you have to choose whether you will believe that or not. And I'm glad you chose to believe that, Louie. That's awesome. You know, because uh, he made that way, and he took that punishment for us, and it was brutal. Crucifixion is difficult. Yeah. I've prayed for a lot of things myself, um, watched a lot of changes. Um, one thing in particular was what, where we're sitting right now in the studio um, and through a lot of prayer with Louie. Um, this thing has become something. And and when we were first talking about it, we're like, oh, well, you know, 12 people will watch. You know, it'll be our immediate friends and family pretty much, and then that'll be it, you know. And then we started seeing numbers coming in, these things called analytics that you hear about on Facebook and YouTube. Analytics? And, yeah. That? <laughs> and uh, Algorithms, whatever, yeah. all those things. Okay, and, people. You know, <laughs> so there's just a few more people than, uh, you know, than 12. Thank you. Um, you know, because... Jesus had 12 followers and, and, and thank you uh, very much. Um, okay. 
Not to be competitive, Jesus. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like number one book, what you got. <laughs> right? <laughs> of all time. Yeah. Right. And still Ooh. continues to be the well, number I one bestseller. It did start before the others. <laughs> it just had to keep its momentum. <laughs> right? For 2,000 years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Okay. And then some. something to that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So how has prayer changed things uh, for you, Vaughn? Oh, my goodness. I could talk about so many different things. Um, well, he changed my life completely when I found him. Uh, went to church. My parents uh, went to church. Uh, <laughs> my dad was Methodist. My mother was Catholic, and they married. And her parents were not too happy. That's quite a mix. <laughs> right? And my dad was in the military, so we moved every two years. So we found a church anywhere, any kind of church. Anyways, um, so we found a church wherever we were, uh, and uh, they went to a Baptist tent revival in the Philippines, and that was intriguing. They went to a Lutheran church in Texas, and they talked about Jesus dying, and I didn't understand why, if he was a good person, why did he have to die? I didn't understand that. I asked that question, and my parents could not answer it. And um, we went to a church in Maine, and someone invited us, and uh, the preacher preached the truth and told us what we should do, how to be saved. And my dad said, yes, I'm going to do that. My mom said, yes, I'm going to do that. I said, I really want to do that, but I don't understand it. Yeah. And so I went and prayed a prayer, but I didn't understand it. And so that caused all kinds of confusion through my childhood. And uh, with some of the problems that we had, my my mom was uh, alcoholic and we had all kinds of issues, but uh, anyway, long story short, I went through church until I got into high school, and then I said, nope, I'm done. I'm not doing it. I think it's baloney. I'm finished. Yeah. And I went and went live my life the way I wanted to, and uh, he, he followed me and found me and said, hey, excuse me, I still love you. Really? Hmm. Okay. So that changed, there's a... I'm trying to think of the song right now. It's in the in the back of my mind. It's on Christian radio right now. Um, well, it's interesting that you should tell that story while you're while you're while you're thinking about that that song. Um, when we think about um, straying away, because I remember um, some lots lots of Sundays where um, my parents' pastor, uh, brother Don Smith, God rest his soul. Um, he would tell the story about uh, the lamb getting out of the pasture, and then the shepherd would go break its legs, right? bring it back into the fold, and nurse it back to health. Yeah. And that's what God does with us. Amen. And I'm telling you the truth. He found me. And so I went back, long story short. My getting mom, a look from Alan, but that's yeah, it's my, the, some of the, sometimes we need a, uh, a good guide, old whooping. You could guide me back. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's... Yeah. The, the Lord is my shepherd, Psalms 23, yeah. talks about the rod and the staff, they comfort me. And I always yeah. thought that, uh, you know, the rod was beating the sheep to break its legs. But actually the rod is beating the wolves away to keep them away from the sheep, and the staff is, has a little hook on it to pull them back yeah. um, in line. You know, you need to be here. I want you here, okay? You yeah. need to stay right here. There, we're good. Don't yeah. fall off the cliff. Thank yeah. you. Some sheep okay. are so unruly. That they have to have their legs broke. It's the only way to get them back and forth. Right. But through being nursed back to health, they regain that companionship with the Lord. The shepherd. It sounds like misery. <laughs> sounds like I'm listening to misery right now. I wrecked my car. I woke up Quite in the opposite. bed. 
<laughs> I fell off the cliff, that would be misery for sure because yeah. you might die. It was in the movie, Stephen King, Misery. <laughs> Wreck my car, end up in a bed, I'm a writer. Someone breaks my leg so I can't leave, then nurses me back. Hey, Louie, later on, don't break his legs yet. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Bring him back into the fold. And then we'll nurse him. Okay. <laughs> just let you know where I am on this right now. Right, right, right. We're, we're terrifying got him. got Kathy Bates yeah. staring over me, breaking my legs. <laughs> it, it's a parable, man. Yeah, okay, so there is, in the prodigal son, he ran away and spent all his money and came back, and the father said, I love you, and I'm going to give you the everything, the fatty calf, you know. It's not like he didn't hate his son, he forgave his son immediately as soon as he came back. Yeah, put the nicest clothes on him, we covered that a couple of weeks ago, I said, yeah, he gave him some, you know, some Jordans and some... <laughs> Jordans. Like is that the, the nicest clothes? Okay. Then he had to split what was left, like, I don't know if I was the other son, there's no way, that wouldn't happen. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't think he split what was left. I think yeah. that he actually, the older son, got the inheritance. He got yeah. the farm, so to speak. He got everything. He got his inheritance, but the other kid was accepted back into the family. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. So, But he didn't have anything because he spent it all already. Sorry, buddy. You know, sometimes there are consequences for what we do. Um, but you can still get forgiveness, so there's that, and that's huge. Back in the family, you know, that's huge. So, yeah, he found me. God found me. And uh, long story short, reading John chapter 3, God, I really want to be saved. What is this really about? If you're really there, tell me because I need to know. You know, I prayed sinner's prayer four or five times, no change. And he said, do you trust me in my spirit, in my mind? And I said, oh, yeah, I do. And when I did that, that changed everything. And then I started to grow, and I wanted to read God's Word. I didn't want to cuss. I didn't want to do all that other stuff. Became a new creature. I became a new creature. Yes. Amen. And he's been working on me ever since. (laughs) He's still working. (laughs) Excuse me. You need to change that. Okay. Thank you, I think. (laughs) But, yeah, it's been been a, a great journey. So, uh, yeah, prayer does change things. And it changes other things, too, you know, like the meals and stuff like that. It changes people have been cured from cancer because people prayed for them. Uh, You know, it's just amazing. Okay, with the political part, can I go ahead and talk about that, the prayer group? Um, I uh, I was concerned about politics. I've been involved in politics since I was 18, uh, started to vote. And uh, when Obama got into office, I knew he was taking our country in the wrong direction. And so I really began to search out how can I become more involved. And I was looking for the Tea Party back then because I I figured they were doing something, you know, it was popping up here and there. I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting. That sounds like what we need right now. Couldn't find the Tea Party, but I did find Rick Santorum, Patriot Voices, um, so I joined that group. Uh, he taught us how to be involved at the local le- level with uh, being yeah. a delegate, precinct, you know, poll worker, that kind of thing. And then he ran for president in 2016. And so he had a prayer group as part of his campaign. And so I said, okay, I can do that. I'm a Christian. Yeah. I can be in the prayer group for Rick Santorum. So we started praying for him and his campaign and Passing out literature and getting on social media, and I started getting familiar with all of that. And uh, about halfway through it, after hearing the debates and the campaigning, I'm like, he's not going to win. It's not going to be him. 
And I'm like, and in my spirit, I think the Holy Spirit just said, it's Trump is going to win. I'm like, really? Okay. <laughs> Trump. Okay. Because like from The Apprentice, he was okay. Yeah. But well, he was pretty rough around the edges. It was a, it was a discussion that me, my friend Daniel and I had, because had, he, he had already watched the, the uh, escalator speech. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hadn't watched it yet. And I said, the reality show guy? And he's like, yeah, I mean, just, just give him a listen. And, and so I went back on, on, uh, on YouTube, uh, when it was still allowed on there and watched the escalator speech. And I was like, okay, this guy's saying some stuff that's really, I was surprised yeah, by what resonating. he said. Yes. Yeah. I was surprised by what he said, you know, something as simple as Merry Christmas, really. Yeah. But that was like such a huge blessing because people were saying, oh no, you can't say that. Happy holidays. That's it. Oh, we've got to include everybody. What about our Christian heritage? It's disappearing in front of my eyes, you know. And uh, so that was huge. So we started to pray for Trump. I said that on the prayer call. I said, I think he's going to win. People were mad at me. <laughs> like they were true Santorum fans. They're like, no, he's not. It's going to be Santorum. I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> you know, so we started praying for Trump. Then we started praying for our country. And then we started just evolved into a whole thing, you know, praying for every flood that happened, fires and things like that, and then for each other. And then it just turned into a whole thing. And I'm like, wow, thank you, Jesus, because, you know, this is this is special. And we had a lot of uh, prayers answered along the way. So, And we're still praying for things. We're still praying for our country not to be destroyed and, also, well, we have to pray for God's will because we don't know how that fits into the scheme of things from his perspective. And yeah. But we do we do pray for that. We should ask for it. It's something we care about. Again, I go back to he cares about everything that we care about. Yeah. And this is something that we care about. And, uh, you know, so we that, pray. You know, that goes back to a discussion that I had with Sterling um, some time ago before this show started um, about – um, it was actually it related to a, a sermon that my friend Coy Hutcherson um, had brought at uh, my parents' church. And he talked about um, God being – you remember those uh, circle charts in, in, in school? Like that, there you had a subject in the center, and then everything kind of stemmed off of that circle, right? So you put God in that, that circle, and he, he made the point. He was like, God can be a better – husband to my wife than I can be. He can be a better father to my kids than I can be. He can be a better, you know, this or that. Yeah. All all those things. And I was like, and, and, it, and that brought something into perspective for me because I was going through a real rough patch during that period of my life. And <clears throat> it's like, okay, let's relate that to um, what kind of a program that I want to put together. <laughs> oh, I had to get the poor Alan. He's like, I don't know about all this <laughs> program use. It's a, it's show. A, it's, it's a show. show. It's a show. It's a really big show, right? Show. Right, Louis. It's a show. It's a really big show. Yeah. Um, but we talked about what, what kind of show that I wanted to put together, and and I said, well, I wanted to involve everything <laughs> for it to encompass uh, faith, family, and politics, and and remembering that God is at the center of all that. So since we care about all those things, that God is going to be a part of all of that. He, all of our decisions in those things are made based on the fact that God is at the center. Which is the only way he could shoehorn me into this show. <laughs> he was like, I've got to figure out a way. Um, 
If I'm sure. making the decision, then God is making the decision. So yeah. I'm sure we can put Alan on the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's his way of uh, wearing you down to a nub. Wearing me down. Yeah, he's got to break your legs. and <laughs> Got to break my legs. <laughs> We're going to break your legs. No. <laughs> Give me the best breaking of legs. <laughs> you tell me all the time. Okay. What's the Sopranos <laughs> reference here? Okay. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. As soon as I get back out, they pull me back in. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I see no, Sterling just, just shaking his head no. Right. Okay. So, um, so it does change things. Yeah. We've let things kind of bleed into other things uh, this episode, and that, I think that's okay because I think – Having uh, our first time having a lady on the show, I, I think that it's good for us to have a, a different kind of discussion. It's good for the yeah. flow. Yeah. And uh, where where are we at uh, on time, Sterling? Um, on on faith portion or or in family portion? We should be in family portion. Family portion. So we're about four minutes left on family portion. So that's okay. good to know. <laughs> so we kind of talked about family quite yeah. a bit, though. So that was yeah, good. certainly so. did. And so um, since we went over uh, on time. Uh, the, the past couple of weeks, um, I think it might be a good a good time to go ahead and roll right into uh, uh, politics. Yeah, Are you looking at Sterling or me? I don't. Know. I'm looking at Sterling because he's he's giving me the time and letting me know how much time we actually have. So he's so we can actually um, do a few more minutes of the family portion if we like. About six more minutes. Okay. Five and a half. Six. Five and a half. Five six. and a half. Oh, well, you got Alan. We're going to talk with, I don't know. About family. Well, you about talked family? about your, your daughter yeah, a little bit. So? She's <laughs> at about, that point. What more do you want to talk about? She's at a big transitional point in her life. Well, I can uh, tell you, you one know. thing. She'd have a big show, not a big program. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's um, a youth. And she's she's part of that TikTok generation. Oh, gosh. Don't gosh, say that. Gosh, darn it. Um, <laughs> I don't really have a lot to say in this family portion. What, what were we kicking off as far as the subject? I was kind of enjoying here. Prayer changes things. Prayer changes things is where we are. How about education? It's a big concern for people right now with their children. I mean, in this part of country, in this part of the country, it's not that big of a deal. Um, I do think, and I feel like this is more political, but I feel like you know, the climate itself has changed how kids look at things. Um, and I think that's one thing I've always had to worry about with her. It was like, hey, you know, you don't have to be a part of this group or that group or anything like that. Anything like that. Just be yourself. And you know, that's how you become a leader. You don't let them dictate to you what's cool or, or what group you should be in. Just, just do it. And I think a lot of kids right now, especially as you uh, spill the alphabet in every direction, um, depending on what you like and what you don't like, I think that's putting a lot of pressure on children these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you don't put God into the mix of that, then you're sort of lost without a compass because that's kind of where that comes from. You know, he tells us, he sort of, uh, he said, again, I'll go back to that, he's the way, the truth, and the life. So I think he's the foundation of truth. Anything true comes from him first. Yeah. And so if you put that, if you put him there and say, okay, you were created as a girl, and according to him, you should have, a guy as your, you know, your mate for life, and you follow that guideline, then you're going to end up better off than if you try to figure it out for yourself. Yeah. I think uh, if you go over to Laughing Libertarian and watch, watch Alan's show from last week, you'll see Professor Rodriguez uh, spell it out. Because uh, he, he is the science. He is the science. Um, so he yes, explains science. all that in as plain and simple as as it could possibly be explained. 
Uh, he breaks it down for you. So make sure and go over there and like and subscribe and follow that. Uh, I would uh, appreciate it. And learn Thank something you. while you're at it. Definitely. He's got an illustration. He speaks strong. And, man, his wig game is strong. Yeah. <laughs> he looked he looked pretty cool in that wig, yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wig at all. My wig yeah. game oh, was not nearly as strong. That. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he had a wig, glasses, uh, uh, one of my old sport coats. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. He, he was the science. The real life. Okay, gotcha. Right, Louie? <laughs> and all you need to know is that was the way you were born. Yeah. There you go. I was drunk that day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. It was, okay. It's still more it's still more scientific than Fauci. <laughs> too much too much too much Welches, right? Yeah, too, too much Welches and coffee. Yeah, yeah too much Welches and coffee. <laughs> okay. So as we go over into the, the politics portion here, um we'll start with a story from the, the post millennial. Um it was uh, on the twenty eighth of March, it was breaking. So uh, that's that was the the headline. Starts with breaking. Now it's Biden, broken. Yeah, now it's broken, now it's and uh, it's been broken, broken for a while. Because um, yeah. let's go, Brandon. But uh, Biden struggles to clarify comments on Putin troops in Ukraine and, and other. Uh, Wait, were you talking about Biden Putin troops in Ukraine? Is he, is yeah, he, gonna, he actually made that statement. He's he was, putting them. He's he putting was, them there. He was putting them there. Okay. So after speaking about his. Uh, uh, administration's proposed spending plan on Monday afternoon, President, former President, former Vice President Joe Biden took questions uh, from reporters about his remarks last week when he appeared to say uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin should be removed from power and that U.S. troops would see conditions on the ground in Ukraine when uh, when they are there. My goodness. And after uh, Biden made those remarks about Putin, the White House walked back the comments saying that Biden was not expressing a U.S. In intention uh, toward the regime change in Russia. Biden on Monday said he was not walking anything back. So he actually went against his own administration because they were like, oh, no, he actually, um, that's not what we meant to say. But as Louis said earlier in our, in our, our pre-show, <laughs> you're the president of the United States. <laughs> what you say matters. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah mo most uh, most popular president of all time, 80 million votes, more, more votes than I mean, to his, <laughs> Barack Obama. to his point, he can't walk anything back without hitting his life alert and getting helped up first. So, um, or falling up the stairs. Ooh, yeah. yeah, there's that. Where are we? Where are we? <laughs> What's his wife's name, Nancy or something? I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, uh, well, he, he, he oh, well Biden. that was another, yeah, there was another gaffe that he, he said the other day. He said that the, uh, the first lady's husband had COVID. And so everybody in the room immediately goes, <gasps> because he's the first lady's husband. There's no way they could possibly think he's that clever. <laughs> he goes, Oh no, not me. <laughs> no, not me. <laughs> but what do you mean? You just said you, oh my do you not know what you're referring to? Yeah. It's just sad. I think it's kind of like elder abuse at this point. It's, it's, uh, yeah. it's not good. What are we doing? A problem. <laughs> if you don't know what we're doing, we're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, that's why on Timcast the other day they were talking about how the left used to kick around Republicans for Reagan, you know, kind of declining in the last couple of years, the last year of his term or such. And he's like, they were like, man, at least he declined while he was in office. You voted someone in who was already declining, already there. <laughs> like the, yeah, 80 million votes, by the way. Most ever. Yeah. Most ever. Most ever, most secure. Most secure. Only one of 19 bellwether counties, but totally. 
totally legitimate president. <clears throat> so uh, when multiple reporters asked what uh, what he meant about saying that Putin uh, could not uh, remain in power and the White House uh, reversing that what Biden said right after he said it, Biden said, I'm not walking anything back. The fact of the matter is I was expressing the moral outrage I felt. He was expressing the moral outrage he felt. Oh, dear. My Moral goodness. outrage from Biden. Yeah, shouldn't you, um, I don't know, preface that so that everyone knows that you're talking about your moral outrage as opposed to... Well, I mean, being <laughs> myself and like being one of those people who believe in logic over emotion all day, every day, I feel like people in power should be logical, <laughs> if not cold and calculating, period. So your moral outrage as a president just means you can't hold your stuff together. That, there was a pause there. Yeah, there needed to be. <laughs> you could have said tongue. Something cut out. Yeah. <laughs> and not but my tongue. Okay. <laughs> you Bernie Sanders, your way out of that one. <laughs> I didn't try to take two-thirds of what you have here. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, but him going as far as saying, you know, I'm not walking anything back. It's like, you think we don't have the internet, sir? You think we can't go back and watch this on recording? <coughs> what do you think, Louie? What I think about what? what well, the, the fact that Biden said that he didn't say anything. Let um, me talk to you about Biden. It, <laughs> it was go. moral outrage. You have destroyed our country. You have uh, spent all our money. You have destroyed everything we live for in this world and created. And now you want to take us into the third war. What is wrong with you? Your father never took you and put you over his knees and spank you and teach you to be a good boy. No, you came out to be a bad boy. And you should do that to your son. You failed with your son too. Now you failed with our, um, America. Mm-hmm. Try yeah. to do something right. For once, please. A Just little preview. Oh, you did it. <laughs> for Rodriguez rants right there. Yeah, you like, <laughs> like spoke to the soul right there, man. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought up his son because that brings us right into our next article from The Federalist. Um, Hunter Biden's laptops are now an active national security threat. Turns out it was all true. Turns out they weren't just dusty either. I told you I wasn't fake news. Strangely. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, on on Friday, so those would be Friday last week for uh, those time jumping from, from where we are now. The Daily Mail reported that emails recovered from Hunter Biden's laptop show he helped an, an infectious disease research company pursue projects in the Ukraine. Uh, those emails confirm portions of uh, charges uh, Russia made the previous day that investigation group uh, run by now President's son, um, Hunter Biden, had funded a company conducting research at bio, uh, at, at biolog- uh, biological <laughs> I'm having Biden gaffes here at biological laboratories in Ukraine so he was on a board in Ukraine making money and um, not too long ago we actually had a guy talking about it on uh, a little show called Tucker Carlson no one watches that show <laughs> yeah only the most popular show on uh, on primetime right um so nobody watches it at all. <laughs> they just leave their televisions on in the background. That's the problem. People stop doing that. 
um, might get somewhere. If, if huh? the five didn't have so many people watching and those off, then everyone else wouldn't <laughs> get the views. Sorry, I'm just kidding. Certainly, but they, but there was a man on there, and he was talking about uh, being hunters. Um, he's some. He's done some really good shows. Yeah, um, but there was a man on uh, on Tucker, and he was talking about uh, being the uh, hunter's partner in uh, in crime, so to speak. I guess because it is a national security threat, right? Definitely. Um, and <laughs> but he was admitting this on on television, and and then everybody just kind of shut it up and stopped talking about it. And uh, what was interesting is that after being polled about this post-election, that a lot of people's uh, vote that was for Biden would have changed based on just that. Um, and and furthermore, um, the article goes on to talk about um, the contents that are in those laptops. Um, we're talking about um, pornography of underage people, um, talking about drug use. Uh, particularly crack pipe. Um, some of those photos are circling around the internet as it is now. Um, and for a time, Rudy Giuliani had actually had possession of one of these laptops. So it's just interesting to me how, how quickly the um, media complex had just circled the wagons and said, no, 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 this didn't happen. This is not true. And even Joe Biden himself came out saying, no, no, these don't exist. This is not, this is not real. Well, you're now you're the president of the United States. And now he brushes off, oh, well, we, we all have those things that are on the Internet that we wish that weren't. That's not a way to brush off what's on your son's laptop, sir. No. He should right, be Louis? in jail. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, he go should ahead. be in jail. Hunter should be in jail. Biden should be in jail with him. I'm sorry. It just it is what it is. If it was your child, if it was me, if it was you, we would be in jail just for the crack pipe, you know, yeah. let alone everything else, you know, and then you go into child porn and then you go into national security risk. Um, no, you can't do that. I'm sorry, you can't do that. And something needs to be done if we're going to have justice in our country. And that's what our little slogan is, right? Uh, well, Superman, truth, justice in the American way. That's what yeah. it used to be, yeah. Right. Yeah. So. They've even changed that now. Yes, they did. They're saying that um, if they find all that to be true and they press charges on him and that he might go to jail, that since we have Biden, the president, he might pipe, um, pardon, pardon him. Yeah. And I hope that don't happen. I hope they don't let him do that. No, I think I think that would be grounds for impeachment. I think I think if he goes through and, and pardons his son for those crimes, good old fashioned nepotism, right? But that's what they call it, right? Just just putting the the atrocity of the child pornography aside, because that that's that's a, that's a, that's probably the biggest. You know, I, well, I spelled it out last week what I felt about that. Right, 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 right. Um, five five six cures that. Yeah. Um, so does a rope, but um, <laughs> uh, you know. He 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 gave ten uh, percent to the big guy, the big guy. Yeah. So this is this is the big guy. Now we all know. Is, is, that, is that tithing? Former. <laughs> As a guy who doesn't go to church, is that tithing? <laughs> is it ten percent to the big oh. guy? Oh my goodness! A <laughs> little okay, bit, a little Alan, bit different big guy. No, I um, think oh, yeah, sorry, I, I don't think I, we're going quite I, that high. I couldn't think of a bigger it's guy. The sorry. other no. big guy. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, um, where are we at? Um, <laughs> so this would be. Former uh, Vice President Joe Biden. Oh, that guy. Yeah. 
I don't think he's that big of a so, guy. It's like, uh, well, why are we uh, why are we in the middle of this with Ukraine? He well, thinks he's a big guy. Uh, it, it's, a, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, as, a, <laughs> as the president, I guess. Yeah. It's pretty obvious to me that uh, why are we in this with Ukraine? It's, it's I don't even think it's about because it is unfortunate that lives are being lost. That being said, Russia, but Russia bad, so we don't get thrown off YouTube. But um, <laughs> why are we in, the, in this with Ukraine? Plain and simple. That's that's how they launder their money. That's my opinion. But that's um, that's how a lot of millionaires in this country launder their money. <laughs> exactly. I was gonna uh, say but it's right here, spelled one, out for us. Right. Yeah. Part two in that is uh, the um, energy part. Oh yeah, I mean, where he was on the board with no experience. No, I'm I'm skipping over. Sorry, I'm new at this. But when okay. I think about when I think about Ukraine and I think about the reason that uh, Ukraine is important, we're buying oil from him from them from Russia or somebody, all of that, uh, because we're not producing it here because Biden discontinued that the first day he was in office. Yeah, he signed so off uh, thousands and thousands of jobs were shut down. His right. first day in office. And creating that shortage for us so that we have to buy it in other places where we shouldn't be buying it. And other people do too. Germany has to. Europe has to. Everybody's looking someplace else to get oil. And so that's giving the wrong people the money. And Well, yeah, Germany with natural gas, that's really the biggest thing for them is you know, that natural gas that they rely on because they wanted to go green. So they've gone green. They go to natural gas. And now well, if they eat enough schnitzel. They should be able to produce plenty of natural produce gas. Plenty of it. Unfortunately, right now, <laughs> they want to go green. And uh, I mean, they at least they said that they would at least think about burning some coal. But yeah, that's and coal is a good thing. You know, contrary to popular belief, it's actually pretty clean. Yeah, beautiful clean coal. Beautiful clean coal. That's right. <laughs> you got it. Thank you, Mr. T. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different guy altogether there. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't think I can do okay. that impression. I pity the fool who doesn't burn clean coal. I do, I do. What are you saying, Louis? That's because Biden wants to make the money on energy and um, free clean air. And, uh, he, free wants to, he wants to make sure that he gets his electric cars out there. Which means free clean air in America means much, much dirtier every, everywhere else that can't afford to say anything. Yeah. Exactly. You strip mine other countries that can't speak up. And who wants to pay all that money? I mean, why can't they make them cheaper? An yeah. electric car, you know, well, that's, that's sixty thousand. Come on, bring it down. That's why we're being groomed to get used to spending more for everything. Yeah. So yeah. as we get more comfortable spending money, then sixty thousand doesn't seem so bad. No, and then yeah. the food will be high, and it will be comfortable to pay that too because people don't realize. That they could be taken, you know, and they're just taking that money. You know, you're going to rent and be happy about it. That's what they said. Mm-hmm. Look yeah. at New York, one apartment, over a thousand dollars for one apartment. Come on, that's ridiculous. Yeah, and that's it's more of equivalent of a high. sleeping room, right? I was yeah, just a walking closet. It. Yeah, yeah, not <laughs> an apartment like Indianapolis, yeah. but an apartment like a box to sit in. Yeah. Hopefully, Kramer doesn't live next door. Oh no. <laughs> I remember in Indianapolis here in, in the 80s, a furnished room was about $20 a week. Now it's $150 a week for one room. And then you got to share the bathroom. And the bathtub, no. No way, dude. <laughs> That's too much. <laughs> 
Speaking of sharing, someone shared a little bit too much. Uh-oh. A progressive Uh-oh. mega donor. Uh, yeah, this is also from the Post Millennium. Progressive mega donor arrested in Maine on child porn charges. Mm. Man, the left is just really good at uh, being what they call maps. Yeah. Yeah, minor attracted person. That's what they're calling them now. They're calling them maps. That's the new term for them. They oh run my. Disney, so. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They, run, they run Disney, so. Oh, yeah, part of the alphabet, right? Okay, yes. gotcha. Mm-hmm. The alphabet soup crew. Add the maps. Yep. And so. This uh, is where we're going with this. It's mm-hmm. disgusting. It's slippery slope. You know, we mentioned the slippery slope, just before I go into this article a little bit, we mentioned the slippery slope a lot on, on the conservative side of things. Which but, that? um, and not so much on the left, right? Um, but it's a thing because we've watched this progression of, like, not too long ago, it was, uh, oh, well, um, we just want to have a civil union between, you know, man and man. Consenting adults. Yeah, gay, yeah. gay people like, deserve to be married. And so it's like, well, you know, you're Americans. Um, you have rights. You're, you know, big our God given rights. Sure, a civil union. Let's not let's not call it a marriage, but let's call it a, you know a civil union, so that you can get your your tax breaks and things like that. Also on the paperwork side of things. Um, uh, but it wasn't too long before it was like, no, 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 we we want to be married. And uh, so it's the frog boiling in the water, you know, and they progress towards that, and then you have. Okay, well, you know, I guess that's okay because, well, they already have a civil union, so what's the difference? The term became interchangeable. Yeah, yeah that's, exactly. That's how they did it. Was just made the term interchangeable. And then, uh, and then it was, uh, I want you to bake a cake for our wedding. Well, I don't want to bake a cake for your wedding. Well, you have to, because we have documentation saying we're getting married, so you have to bake that cake. And it's you just keep slippery slope, slippery slope, just moving ever towards, it. and then all of a sudden you have all of this. Like you said, alphabet soup, perfectly worded right there. Because um, the only things I can justify there um, as far as a sexual orientation, uh, not that I agree with them, but if you are, you are, L, G, and B. Lesbian, okay, woman loves a woman. Um, gay, man loves a man. Bisexual. Someone doubling their odds. <laughs> yeah, they flip a coin that day, and that's what they go with. You got a smile, luster. Um, that's all I needed. <laughs> uh, but then you get into the T, and you're going, "Hmm, that's not a sexual orientation. You're just trying to change what you call it a social construct, Alan." Earlier that is today, a social construct, sir. Uh, trans- Didn't did it? As Americans, at one point, we threw tea in the ocean. Different type of tea. <laughs> different. T- yeah, completely different. <laughs> yeah, tea party. Let's t- let's do that tea talk. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I guess it is tea time. Um, but it doesn't make sense to me why that would be considered. And also doesn't make sense to me when they talk about, um, so there's one called, um, pansexual. They say, well, they like everything. I'm like, well, if there's only two, including pans, yeah. <laughs> right. Frying pans, Dutch ovens. So, but there's only two genders to, as far as I know, that, you know, Professor Rodriguez taught us on your show last week. There's only two genders to to like, so that goes right back to bisexual. So that doesn't actually bring us into anything new. And then there's asexual, where they're attracted to to nothing. I I, I find that quite impossible. But I guess to each their own, as Louis, Professor uh, Rodriguez yeah. said. But so. to each their own. God said, "Love everybody," but he never invented a 
transgender, uh, gay Trans- person or a lesbian. He made a man and a woman to get together and have kids. That was yeah. the point. And what happened after that? And raise the kids. Yeah. yeah. But what happened? What changed that? You know? Tell me. It's yeah. because it's in Romans chapter 1. He explains it actually in that book that's been around forever. Uh, it talks about how um, we worship the creature more than the creator. And so people forgot God and decided that the people around them were more important. And then that's what happened. They started to focus on that and started to do whatever they wanted to do, regardless of God up here. And uh, that's where we're at, whatever you yeah. want to do. And, he and so whatever you want to do with a fallen nature can be pretty bad. He destroyed. And it, it will destroy everything eventually because you can't have children. And so you can't. You can't go forward as a civilization if you can't have children. And Simon and Garola, you remember that story? Yes. Yeah. They were so having all kinds of sex. As bad as bad. all that can be. As bad as all that can be. This guy has children on his laptop. Um, this is a prominent progressive politician who has funded Democrats in Maine and elsewhere including multiple donations to the Biden campaign, hmm, uh, was arrested Friday in his home state and charged with possession of child pornography. Mega donor Elliot Coulter. I'll say that name again so you remember exactly who to uh, um, pray for, uh, to meet uh, a specific fate. <laughs> Elliot Coulter, a Democrat mega donor, age 75, uh, was taken into police custody by troopers at his home in Brooklyn after two, uh, a two-month investigation. It took him that long. Uh, Maine Department of Public Safety spokesperson Shannon Moss confirmed this uh, to the News uh, Center Maine. The Cutler is facing four counts of possession of unlawful sexually explicit materials, Class C, uh, not Class C, um, which means subject the subjects were younger than 12 years old, Alan. Okay. You know, maybe he's one of those guys who will commit suicide when the cameras go out. <laughs> maybe. Hopefully, right? That's not enough. I mean... Drawn and quartered suicide. Can we do that? Going back to this article... Yeah. Ask I mean, Hillary. <laughs> but she won't do it because she's involved. Okay, go ahead. Maybe. Maybe. Conjecture. Sorry. That, in my opinion, yeah, there you go. she yeah, might perfect. be involved. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Susan Wojcinski. Don't throw us off YouTube. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, ooh, I mean, <laughs> this, is, this is what money talking about evil, right? He's using this for evil to get those kids, yeah, and drugs. But when I was reading this, Louis, because um, Alan and I talk a lot, and when I said when yeah, I read in general or toward each other. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of both, right? Well, that's, that's fair. Um, so now when I read younger than 12 years old mm-hmm. and knowing that your daughter's 11 and it's like. You people are sick. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because, um, you know, I mean, it's, for me, it seems like just yesterday your daughter was um, in a stroller. Yeah. And like we used to go on walks together and, and you'd put her in the stroller and we'd go, we'd go for a walk. Right. And then like now she's 11. So watching her sprout up to 11 years old, but in, but to me, she's still 
kind of <laughs> fit in this trailer in my mind, you know, because um, eleven is very very young and and there's yeah. a uh, there's a special place in hell. Um, no, yeah. there, there's also what God says about it, though. He says it's better for you if you offend a little child that they put a millstone around your neck and throw you into the sea. So that's how God feels about it. It's stealing their innocence. Yeah, and which is which for a lot of a lot of people, that's essentially a. a it might as well be a murder. Yeah. And, and they don't care them. how old you are, because when I lived in the Bronx, this. Six-year-old girl was grabbed by this man and raped. He was, after he finished with her, he was taking her, he had a, a blanket over her, and he was taking her somewhere. I think he was taking her to um, bury her or kill her somewhere. And she got her head out of the blanket and yelled, help. And everybody ran towards that Guy and they beat the lemon dead ice at him and they took that girl and saved her. So they don't care how old you are. You could be a baby yeah. and they'll probably they're sick. It's it's yeah. It's, and, and I don't care what the left says. Minor attracted person, that's not a sexual orientation. Alan, if that had been your daughter, <laughs> right? I'd have served up some great pedocillin. Exactly. <laughs> Comes brass coated. Mm-hmm. Say, uh, yeah. um, and they they wouldn't have arrested him. <laughs> they wouldn't have found him. Just as just as you said, <laughs> you remember her when she was a little kid. They would be just speaking like that in his eulogy. <laughs> I remember when he made his first million. Yeah, well, I remember when he made his last mistake. Right. Yep. Yep. That's the, and you understand that as a parent, so you know how God feels with His creation. You know when He sees a child like that crying and, uh, you know, hurt and, uh, you know, damaged and not beyond repair because God can do amazing things. He can, he can do miracles. He can fix things that are unfixable, but, uh, still the consequences for doing something, it doesn't change. It's not like that's okay because he can fix it. No, it's not okay. And when there's justice served, he says, millstone around your neck, bottom of the sea. See ya. That's it, and it's done. So, yeah, and and the left tries to make excuses for these these folks. They try to say, "Oh, well, it's I, I, you, know. you know what? I don't even oh, want well, folks. That's I want just degenerates." Their preference. Yeah. yeah, I'd rather use degenerates. And they say, "Oh, well, they're just they just think about it. They don't actually act on it until they do." Until they do, and then you have stories like this, and and who knows? Now he was charged with twelve. And counts, it is right? the money too. You're right. It's sometimes it is the money. It's the greed of the money. It's the the Bible talks about the pride of life, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and things that just, with our sinful nature, you know, when Adam did that first sin, didn't follow God's command, his outline, his design, ate from the tree he wasn't supposed to eat from, and so now they're saying, well, this is okay, and like the slippery slope that you keep talking about, well, this is okay, then this is okay, and the line just keeps yep. going, and eventually you end up in the... Boiling water. In the ditch. Yeah, yep. in, in the water. Yeah, yep. at the bottom of the sea. Okay. Yeah, certainly. I've seen a lot of kids, young, turn gay because they get on drugs, they go to the drug dealer, they got no money, the drug dealer is a sick person, and he tells them, I'll give you this if you let me do this to you. And they let them. I had kids. They groom them. Yeah. I had kids come up to me and tell me stories because I had a candy store in New York. 
and they would come up to me and tell me their stories. And I used to feel so bad. It was a Cuban guy across the street from the store that I had. He was selling drugs, and he I seen these kids grow up from little on yeah. up. I seen them grow up, and I used to see him go in there all the time. I said, where you going there? He goes, he was crying and telling me, I was heavy on drugs, and one day I didn't have money. I went in there, and he told me if I let him do this and this and that, but I, I needed the drugs, so I let him do whatever he wanted to me, hmm. you know, and it made me feel so bad. I called the cops on him yeah, and told the cops what was going on. They busted him later on. But, um, you know, it's a sad story that some of these kids don't realize, you know, that they're doing wrong. Money ain't all that. Or, yeah. or drugs, you know, to give yourself away like that, you know. And these people, they use the money and the drugs for, for pure evil, pure evil. Yeah. You finally found, you I mean, you definitely found a topic that I can't joke <laughs> Like you, no. you got a super serious. I'm like, I'm trying no. to find some way to be funny in some possible. Yeah. That's what I do. But man, when we talk about pedophiles, I just, uh, yeah. it's a serious thing, especially uh, for little kids. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry for roping you out into that one, Alan. That's okay. Well, as long as this guy gets roped up, we're okay. I agree. Casey, there just you happened. go. There you go. There is 75 years old. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's that's not that's a call to action. Old. That's uh, no. just. If he commits suicide, he commits suicide. Yeah. Yeah. And if he doesn't pay for it now, he'll pay for it later. Oh, because sure. Because God Definitely. sees everything. Oh, yeah. He certainly well, does. You don't get by with this. You don't get by with it. You don't get by with it. Don't do it. Thank you. That's fair. And I think with that, you can bring us home with some prayer. We're going to pray pray for these uh, these poor children. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, I can't imagine, Lord. I just pray that you would help these kids. You know everything. You see what they need. The love that they need for healing. Give them strength. Words, Lord. These creeps who do this kind of thing. That they would be so convicted that they would turn to you or go away. Absolutely. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. I know it's a heavy note to, to end everything I'm on, but uh, I think it's a good place to wrap it up yeah. as well. Um, I've been your host, Joshua Cummins, of Faith, Family, and Politics. Yes, sir. Uh, to my left, Alan McFarland. Thanks a lot. Brought the message this week, softer side of Faith, Family, and Politics, Yvonne Metcalf. Thank you. And as always, our good friend, Louis Rodriguez. Thank you, and I hope you give us comments and let us know what you think about the show. We love you all. See you next week. See you then. <laughs>